Well, I guess I am recording because the red light is on. Um, hi guys, welcome to Insulin Junkie. Um, this doesn't really feel real. Uh, I'm talking to my dog right now because she's the only face in here. Um, my name is Hannah and I have been wanting to do this for a really long time. I'm sure a lot of you listened to my little intro episode that I put out a couple weeks ago. Um, I wasn't planning on having such a gap in between the episodes, but I was in finals and life got kind of crazy. So here we are finally getting around to this. Um, I hope it's worth the wait for a lot of you. I'm really excited. So this is my story. So believe it or not, my first introduction to type 1 diabetes wasn't actually my diagnosis, but it was actually um, since birth. Um, My dad is also type 1, and so growing up, it was always kind of, you know, Hannah, do you want to help me test my blood sugar, or do you want to help me give my shot? And so I was introduced to all of it really early on, and so for me, when I was diagnosed, it wasn't this huge new terrifying thing so it kind of helped because I was sat down and my mom looked at me and she said you have what your dad has and I was like oh okay that's not that bad so I never really had the horror hospital visit story that I know a lot of people unfortunately have and I feel really lucky but um I was diagnosed in my living room I gave my first shot there and I went to the hospital but I was never admitted so I never really had to stay overnight with the nurses or I, I've heard so many horror stories of just how scary it is as a kid to have to go into the hospital being so sick and being told that your life is completely different from now on out and so I feel really lucky but um, when I was diagnosed I decided I was going to just do everything do, do all the walks all the bike rides whatever there was to do We were doing it because I didn't want there to be a cure and have me not be a part of it. I wanted to help fundraise. I wanted to spread awareness. I wanted to be a part of it and not just another statistic. So it started with the American Diabetes Association bike ride um, out here in Thousand Oaks. And then I became their youth ambassador when I was 12 and we did the tour to cure bike rides over the vincent thomas bridges in long beach um and that was just a really cool experience to be a part of but then i realized i wanted to focus more on type 1 diabetes the american diabetes association does amazing things for the type 1 and type 2 community but i just felt like i wanted to pour my heart into my own community and really get to know the people who really truly understand what I go through. And so I found the um, JDRF One Walk and we've been doing it ever since. Um, I think we've been doing it for the last four years. Um, And I love those walks. It is just so great. It's funny that actually the last like three walks we've been to I've found my new pump every time we go I decide I want a new pump so that's how I switched to Omnipod and Dexcom but 
that's a different story. I just, <laughs> I'm always changing my mind. Um, so that's what we do for fundraising. Um, but another thing that I've done and participated in for my whole life is Camp Conrad Chinook. And I went there the summer after I was diagnosed and it truly changed my life. I have met some of the most amazing people that I will have in my life forever. And so I started going when I was, I was either 11 or 12, depending on what my birthday was that summer um, and when the camp was, but that was something that was really special to me. It was something to look forward to where I went to a summer camp and there was a designated time for every single person in the whole camp to go test their blood sugar and give a shot or give insulin at the same time. And that's just something you don't get in the real world because I'm not everyone is in my case where their, where their dad is type one. So you're kind of alone in it. This is why type one has such a high depression rate because it's a lonely disease. It's a lonely, invisible disease that people don't see and people don't understand. And so having this community through Instagram or camp or whatever it is if you have that community you're set that is so important I can't stress that enough so I was a camper for I want to say like eight or nine years and then I did their counselor and training program and I became a counselor and I worked in the dining hall and I did all sorts of jobs there and I absolutely love every bit of it and they have created such, I want to call it like a magical space because it truly is. It's like you go up there and you forget about every single care in the world or every frustration you have with this disease. You get up there and you just feel normal for the first time and it's, it's refreshing. So that's something that whenever parents come to me with their newly type one kids and they're like, what was the best thing for you as a kid and I automatically say camp um my friend Everett who's actually been helping me with this podcast a lot he um we met at camp and he ended up living like 10 minutes away from me and it's just crazy how a place can create such amazing friendships and relationships in your life and there's nothing like it I could go on and on maybe I'll do a whole other episode um just for camp but Yes, I just want to touch on that a little bit. For so long, I was just, you know, I was so involved. I was doing everything I wanted to be, like the model diabetic for my family. I wanted to prove to them that I was bigger than this disease, you know. And I was doing really well for a long time, but then I got to my 20s and I just got burnt out you know like you have to test your blood sugar 10 to 15 times a day give an, an insulin shot or your pump every time you eat and you have to change your sights every three days and then for your sensors it's every 10 or 7 depending whichever sensor you're on and it just it can really get to you sometimes and so there was a time where I want to say for a few months, I didn't give any insulin. I I mean, I was getting my basal, so I was getting that kind of steady drip to kind of, well, not kind of, it was keeping me alive. And 
it all kind of caught up to me um, when I was admitted to the hospital. And the nurse looked at me and said, if you hadn't come in today, you would be dead by tomorrow. And something in that just shocked me where I was like, wow, this is real. You suppress it and you want to hide it so much that you kind of just ignore it and don't believe that you actually have this disease and you need that just life-altering, life-ending moment of you're dying and if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be alive anymore and that just terrified me. So I made a lot of changes in my life. Um, I left my former job that was, it was a great job. I loved everyone there and I loved my regulars. I worked at Starbucks for almost two and a half years and I decided to get an office job where I can monitor my sugars better. I changed my, from one pump to a different one with a better sensor and I just had to make these changes in my life where I was going to be healthy because I realized how horribly sick I looked and felt and how much better it could be. And that's just, it's amazing how far I've come, to be completely honest. Like, I dropped my A1C from a 14 to a 9 in three months. And my goal with all of this is to validate the hard feelings and the hard times of this disease but I want everyone to realize it will be okay. I used to have a blog, but I realized I am so much better at talking than I am writing. So here we are. That's why I am making this podcast. And I am just really excited to share my experiences because there's a lot that people don't realize about this disease that needs to be talked about. Next week, I am going to be doing a whole episode dedicated to the myths and misconceptions of type 1 diabetes. So if there's anything you want me to talk about or have questions about, um, please DM me at my Instagram, insulinjunkiepod, um, and my email is in there, and you can contact me. I want to hear what you have to say any feedback from this. I'm sorry if this whole thing sounds choppy and messy. I'm new. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Um, but I'll hopefully have another episode out next week. This may be a bi-weekly podcast. I don't know yet. I'm still figuring my life out. Um, but thanks again for listening and I hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs>